really excited for this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, we have members of Beats by Girls Boston with us, and I'm actually going to take a step back here and let Naomi Westwater and Jimena Rivas take over the hosting duties. Sort of poetic for me because you were both guests on the first season of the show. And so now you're jointly the first returning guests and also taking over the hosting seats for this. So thank you all for taking the time to be on this show and talk about your involvement with Beats by Girls. Can we just go around real quick and do some introductions? Yeah, sure. I can start. I'm Naomi Westwater. My pronouns are she, they. I am an associate director for Beats by Girls Global. I am the director of Beats by Girls Boston. And I'm also an artist and musician and singer-songwriter in the greater Boston area. I'm based in Brockton. Hi, I'm Jimena Rivas, and I am a lead teacher with Beats by Girls. I taught one of the first courses since we restarted at Boston this past summer, which was super cool. I also work at Berkeley as a lab monitor. I help support the labs in the modular synthesis department. And I am a music producer, experimental electronic artist. My pronouns are she, her. I forgot if I said that. I'm recovering from COVID, so I'm sorry if I'm a little slow. Hi, I'm Slick Fick. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a DJ here in Boston. been DJing for about 10 years now. And um, I got together with Beats by Girls Boston earlier this year in, in February. So I've had the chance to work with them. And um, I was a part of their one of the panelists at their launch party at the Record Co. And then as of recent, earlier this month, I facilitated the first adult DJ 101 workshop. Hi, I'm Maria. My pronouns are she, they. I am a beginner Ableton producer, longtime music fan. Um, I'm currently a um, freelance music and arts administrator. I used to work at the Record Co. for five years. Um, most recently as the director of ops and programs. Um, I left on uh, really good terms put in with the organization in wonderful hands. And that's how I uh, found out about Beats by Girls. And I just thought it was so cool um, that they were offering education for adults and how it was what I always wanted. So I attended a whole bunch of their workshops and I'm going to keep doing that. So I want to just start off just by talking a little bit about what Beats by Girls is. And then I wanted to have a conversation about um, just in general, kind of what's going on in the music scene and what it's like being a gender minority in the music scene um, and, and kind of what you think Boston, the Boston community needs. But first, I'll just say that Beats by Girls was started around nine years ago by Erin Barra, who is a um, professor, former professor at Berkeley and is an electronic musician and producer. And it started in New York City and it has now grown. We have almost 40 chapters worldwide. It's a non-hierarchical, non-profit organization, which means that all of the chapters almost act like a franchise. So the Global Hub is just there to support and fundraise and do cool programming. And each chapter does their own thing and does what's best for the community. Um, and no one's really telling the chapters what they're allowed to do or, or can't do. Um, so there's a lot of share of power, um, which really excited me when I first started getting involved with Beats by Girls. Our mission is to create gender equity 
in music technology and music production um, for girls, women, and gender expansive people. And we do that in a bunch of different ways, but primarily through courses, workshops, and events and um, online programming. And the Boston chapter launched, relaunched in January, and we kind of just hit the ground running. We've been doing a bunch of big program, big events. Um, we're getting ready for our BBG.camp with Kimbra at the Record Co. in September. Uh, we're working on a festival that will be happening next year. Um, we're just working on a bunch of cool things. And also we have uh, the opportunity to do a lot of adult programming. I am a musician in the Boston area and always have felt that besides going to school, which is expensive and takes a lot of time, there's not a lot of opportunities for adults to learn about music technology and production. Um, and it's such a great hobby as well as a lot of adults who are already in the music scene don't have access to learning about production and technology and could really benefit learning those skills so that they can become better musicians and better performers and producers in their own right. So I wanted to create a lot of programming that was for adults, um, as well as continuing to support youth like other Beats by Girls chapters do. So we're doing a combination of adult programming and youth programming. Um, and it's just the beginning. So this first year is trying a bunch of things, seeing what sticks, and I'm continuing to fundraise, hoping that next year we can do a lot more programming. We just had DJ Slickvik do an amazing DJ 101 uh, workshop. I'm hoping we can turn it into a class for next year, if you're willing. <laughs> um, so yeah, lots more cool things to come. We want to be um, teaching adult Ableton courses and continuing to work with uh, youth for summer and after school programming and hoping to do some festivals and camps as well. That's just an overall about Beats by Girls and um, everyone can check us out at bbgboston.org as well as beatsbygirls.org and we're on Instagram and all the fun things. Um, but I wanted to just dive in and, and have a conversation with you all. Thank you so much for, for joining us and thanks Harry for passing the mic. Um, wanted to say first, just this is just, you know, whoever feels comfortable chatting, but how um, are you involved with Beats by Girls and what has the experience been like so far? And Jimena, I'll kick it off to you because I think you are you've been involved not just with Boston. Okay. So um well with Beats by Girls, it has been um just in Boston, but I am based in Boston. I am from South Florida. And honestly, it's been really great being involved with Beats by Girls. I, as I mentioned earlier, was a lead teacher with Beats by Girls. And the community that we have here in Boston is amazing compared to um what i've personally experienced in south florida there is an amazing community in south florida do not get me wrong but i've just felt that there's such a facility to get involved in the community in boston more so than it is in south florida um and my experience has been really cool it's been very new um this is my first time teaching ever and i've i am very passionate about teaching I have a no, my own philosophy about how I would like to teach based off of my own personal life experiences. And that goes back to when I was younger, I had like a period of time where I just didn't go to school for, I think it was about like eight months. I ended up being in 
Peru due to the recession and I just was in my house like by myself the whole time. I was able to come back to my own middle school and realize that a lot of my friends still felt super unmotivated. Uh, the things that I was learning was all the same material that I had learned the year prior when I was in school. Um, a lot of my friends were failing and it wasn't because of the material, the difficulty, it's just they really weren't invested. So that taught me a lot about the education system, at least in South Florida. And it taught me a lot about motivation and um, what could get people motivated. I know that when I was um, in my apartment back in Peru, I felt super motivated. I just tried. I would like ask my friends to give me their homework because I was so bored. And I just really wanted to learn. So that taught me a lot about drive and that it doesn't matter who you are. And I don't think kids should be underestimated. Um, so when I got the opportunity to teach, I felt very excited. Um, I really wanted to give kids just that open playground to just explore and learn. Um, so then there were some challenges presented with certain resources, but Naomi pulled through and we connected with the record company and the record company, shout out to the record company. They provided us with amazing resources. We got 12 Macintosh laptops, um, M1 chip at that. It was amazing. And um, Naomi also was able to get a package with Focusrite. So we have now launch keys, Focusrite, uh, interfaces, microphones, headphones, uh, laptops, and I'm super excited for future programming with Beats by Girls. Thanks, Mina. Yeah, we had a bit of a challenge getting started teaching, but um, yeah, I think you're right. Like the Boston community has been so supportive and we've been able to like figure out a lot and just kind of like make things happen really quickly. Um, awesome. Um, Vic, do you want to talk a little bit about your experience with, with Beats by Girls? Yeah. Um, as previously mentioned, we, Naomi actually reached out and she was telling me about the program. It was actually my first time hearing about Beats by Girls and I was so excited because Prior to learning about the program, the only DJ production school and music production school that I knew of was Maven, which I am a alum of. I graduated from Maven back in 20, I want to say 2012. It's been so long, I'm like dating myself, but it's been such a great journey because um, I've always wanted to give back to the community and especially to young girls, women of color, um, and so I, I think it was kind of like fate that we've connected. It's been su such a great um, experience since partnering with Beats by Girls Boston. I feel like they've been like the missing piece of the puzzle in the creative scene in Boston. And especially, you know, trying to expand the uh, representation of women and non um, in gender expansive, uh, expansive individuals. So it's been really great. Um, the panel was nice. It was just nice to share about my journey and like my the music scene here in Boston. And then to be able to teach, that was my first time teaching the uh, DJ 101 workshop. So um, yeah, I had a great time. It felt weird being in the teacher seat, but I was also like a learning experience too. And I hope to do more workshops in the future. And I'm excited for what Beats by Girls Boston has to offer the city. And I can't wait to see what you all have for the future. 
Thanks, Vic. Can I just say, like, I, I've been very fortunate to be able to hire who, whoever I want to teach. And most people have been new to teaching and everyone is always like, oh, I was so nervous. And then they're so good at it. Like, I think that's something in addition to wanting Beats by Girls to like empower people to learn. I think there's also an aspect of empowering people to teach. There there are so many um, women and gender expansive people who have amazing skills, but maybe have never been you know, asked to, to teach and to lead. And everyone has just like blown me away at just how good they are at like getting people excited and, and teaching people the work. So um, yeah, both you and Jimena have been so, so amazing. Um, <laughs> yay. <laughs> Maria, do you want to talk a little bit about early, early days <laughs> with Beats by Girls Boston and, and then also kind of what you've been up to now? Yeah, so uh, when I was at TRC, a big uh, at TRC, the Record Co., a big part of my job was partnerships and collaborations, and it was one of my favorite parts of my job. And when um, we got linked up with Beats by Girls, um, we wanted to provide space because that's what the Record Co. is amazing at. That's their forte, and that space includes equipment, it includes tech support, it includes community, um, and all those all that awesome stuff and everything beyond um, the operating of the space and the equipment and everything like that um, is for other people and organizations to bring their dreams to life. So when we got linked up with Beats by Girls, it was like like a fantasy that I didn't know could be true. Um, so it was really cool to um, be part of that uh, beginning relationship of those two organizations uh, being able to work together. And I've always really, from from a personal standpoint, I've always really thrived in a, um, as a learner in a classroom environment. It's something that I really miss. And when you age out of going to school, you don't get to go to school anymore unless you pay lots and lots and lots of money. Um, so when I found out that Beats by Girls has workshops for kids, I was like, oh, I wish I had that when I was a kid. And when I found out they have workshops and education opportunities for adults, I was like, yes, I do. I don't have to miss out. Like this is something that I can do. Um, and it, it's just been I've gone to so many workshops. They happen to be at the Record Co. where I'm very comfortable. And um, it's been really, really cool to be a adult learner. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Um, I, next, I just wanted to kind of have a conversation in general just about Beats by Girls' overall mission. And we can talk beyond BBG. But I want to just talk about why is gender equity in the music industry and specifically music technology and production so important. Um, and Vic, I'll start with you. Um, I think it's it's important because, you know, it's key to our success in the industry. I feel like we're already the minorities in the industry being male dominated, not only I feel like even more in production than it is in um the technical aspect of like music, DJing, artists, songwriters, but I feel like in production, there might be larger numbers, but I just think representation is vital. You know, like I feel like women and gender expansive people have contributed to the industry and we deserve to be, you know, honored, uh, seen and, um, and represented. Yeah, thanks Vic. 
Uh, Maria, what about you? Why do you feel like gender equity is important in music technology and music production? So my own experience was that um, I became a fan of electronic music between like 2010 and 2015, around there, like uh, this slowly happened. And all of the people I saw on stage performing their original music were, it was I think it was 100% men that I saw up on stage um, performing stuff that they made themselves. And when I first found out about Closey, a producer from France who now lives in the U.S., um, and I started listening to her music, and then I saw a live show of hers. And to see her behind the decks performing her original music was just a really big deal for me um, to see someone who looked like me in that position of power, sharing something that they created themselves. And it dawned on me, like I've all, well, I, I had wanted to produce for a long time, but I was, I, I, it took me a long time to do it. And seeing her specifically do it was the thing that made me realize that I could do it. See, and I, I think until that moment, I didn't really notice that I had subconsciously been thinking that I couldn't. And so every single, um, female and non-binary producer and DJ that I see uh, behind the decks in that position of power, uh, even working front of house, any sort of music tech job just reminds me that I can do it. And um, it's not something that you think about until you're faced with it and realizing how much of a big deal it is for you, but it's really, um, really paves the way. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I just feel like for a really long time, like, subconsciously I just was like oh I won't be able to learn that like I won't I won't be able to understand it that's not how my brain works like I won't be able to learn that and so I I just stuck more to like singing and songwriting um and then when I went back to school and had to learn music production I was like oh I mean there was a learning curve I had never opened the DAW before I couldn't even figure out how GarageBand worked. <laughs> um, but then I figured it out and I was like, oh, this is so fun. And also like my brain totally understands this stuff and it's applicable to other like areas. Like now I'm doing a lot of like video editing and stuff like that. And like my brain's able to pick it up. So yeah, I don't know. It's, dang it's dangerous. Like subconsciously for a really long time, I was just like, because of my gender, I was like, I, I won't be able to figure that out. That's like, that's not for me. Um, yeah, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> yeah. And then what about you? So I guess I'm pretty lucky because my dad is a musician and he supported me my whole life. He's provided me with instruments. He literally bought me Pro Tools at 14 and I did not know what to do with Pro Tools at 14 years old. <laughs> I tried my best. So I feel very fortunate to have had a support system in music tech and making music from a young age. So I also, I did work with, like, because it is male-dominated, I did work with a lot of uh, dudes and a lot of, just a lot of people in general, learned from a lot of men. So I'm very grateful for that, to have the opportunity to be able to get these techniques and skills. But the the things where I did find struggles with equity were some sexist presumptions about myself um, that would be projected onto me. I I've been in college or like I graduated now 
Um, but I was in college for seven years just trying to pursue a bachelor's degree. And in those seven years, I have two mentors specifically that actually have provided me with resources. One of them is Michelle Darling. Shout out to Michelle Darling. She was on a panel um, during the Beats by Girls uh, party. Uh, she is the, what is it, assistant, I'm blanking on the thing, assistant chair of electronic production and design department, which was my major at Berkeley. I went up to her, talked to her, told her what the things that I'm interested in. She was super supportive, helped me get involved in any way I could. Um, even now after graduation, she's offered me so many gigs, so many opportunities. She's the reason why I even got involved with Beats by Girls, and she connected me to Naomi. The other mentor would be Daedalus. Daedalus actually connected me, like offered me to do remixes, offered me to submit songs to these playlists and podcasts. But before then, I I have all these professors, all these colleges, and none of them like ever like sent out offers for me or anything like that. I really found myself struggling to connect with male professors because of this, like, to be real, like, the scary thought of, like, oh, I'm wondering if they think I'm going to sue them for sexual harassment, or I wonder if they're going to think that I'm trying to hit on them or trying to do this or that just to, like, get something out of them. I'm worried that they're thinking these things. Like, I'd go into office hours, we'd make sure the doors open, things like that. It's just kind of like an uncomfortable situation where it's, like, I'm only here to learn, but clearly there's this thought that's like it's like an elephant in the room while like I'm being educated um not to say that when you're being educated by women or gender expansive people that it's not an issue like that does come up but I haven't found that to be as prevalent especially in a male-dominated industry there's been a few times where I've had uh, male mentors say just a few things like one specifically we were doing like a remote thing and he was trying to explain something i had a question he was trying to explain something to me and my computer at the time was being a little laggy and he's like oh this is how you resize a window and he had to like mansplain how i resize a window this is when i'm like 22 like you know like i've i've had you know my fair share of using computers by now and it's like one of those things where it's like I've never felt like discouraged from doing music, making music, being in music environments, being around men, all these things. I definitely push myself, want to be in these environments. I meet a lot of cool people. I have a lot of cool friends. But there's just some, like these issues that tend to come up or these like very uncomfortable situations that tend to come up. And um, I feel like Beats by Girls, if anything, just helps encourage more gender expansive people to be a part of this community. And if we're a part of this community, then I feel like we can help eliminate these sexist presumptions. Yeah, there's all these layers to it, right? Like there's like who gets access to stuff and who gets because oftentimes it is just like cis men passing down power and, and knowledge to other cis men, whether that's sometimes that's intentional and sometimes it's unintentional. It's just because like that's who they're friends with. Um, and then there's kind of this cultural, I think, sexist presumption that men understand technology and science more than other genders. Um, and so that's like another layer. And then there is like a safety and sexual harassment layer. And so there's like all of these layers 
that are put against women and gender expansive people in basically every industry, right? Um, but it's really prevalent in music and it's really prevalent in tech and the overlap of music and technology is especially bad. And then you often get a lot of um, gender minorities learning about music tech on their own and not able to necessarily access community right away. Um, and so then that, that's also kind of, you know, music thrives in a community, even those of us who are solo artists. So I just feel like there's there's so many like layers to it. It's not just <laughs> there's not just one thing that's making it hard for gender minorities. Um, like it's hard. It's it's a bunch of little things, and and sometimes it's just like small microaggressions or or small moments where we don't feel confident, and then sometimes it's other much bigger barriers. Um, I think there's a, that like statistic meme going around that's like only two percent of producers are women and Erin Barra our founder was like I saw her just like kind of like yelling on the internet about it and was like that's not true like there's so many more women producers it's just like only two percent get access to be in like the top charts like so that's kind of like even even when people are talking about it, they're like kind of being invisible with how many more people there are out there making this music and doing this work. Um, the other thing that I think is kind of amazing, I just wanted to bring up is because I it's like fresh in my brain. So I was just working on applying for a grant. So I was looking at all of the st statistics for Beats by Girls Global and Beats by Girls Boston. And I think what happens intentionally because um, we have put a lot of thought into it, but also accidentally is all of these other um, marginalized identities are serviced when you're talking about gender equity. When I look at like the population racially of how many people we, of the people we serve, it's only about 30 to 25% white. So it's like 70 to 75% adults and youth of color that were like working with and that's not even our mission like our mission isn't even about like racial equity so that's just another I think kind of cool thing is like it's all connected and it's intersectional and if you're kind of working on equity for one identity then like all these other identities come along and we have such a huge queer population as well so it's um pretty amazing what just like what happens when you just give people access yeah that's to that. really great yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of broaden it just to talk about basically the Boston, greater Boston music community. And just what do you all think that Boston needs, um, you know, front, like what can Beats by Girls do, but beyond kind of like, what do you think Boston needs to kind of boost to the next level? Um, Vic, I'll start with you. I feel like you, you're kind of doing it now. Um, you know, creating more like education and resources. Um, the opportunities have like leadership roles, which, you know, you're in and, you know, you're sharing the knowledge, you're bringing people in. Um, and I think would, which would be great would be like a mentorship program. I feel like I wish I had you all when I was first starting my journey. Um, I feel like I, me, still in in my journey i feel like i still need mentorship and 
that community and support and just being in spaces where I can share ideas or just maybe my frustrations as a woman in the industry. And um, I feel like Beach by Girls is doing that. So I'm excited to see that in the city because I feel like that's what we lack the most is having that community space and sharing resources. I feel like places like New York, they have all these resources directly to the industry, whether it's like having Serato and doing workshops directly with like the Serato headquarters or somewhere else like Miami or New York, um, excuse me, California. So for me, those would be like the key takeaways and the things I would like to see um, in Boston and beyond and in the greater Boston area as well. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. I know we do have some, there are some like music tech companies around Boston. So we got to get them involved. Maria, what about you? What do you think kind of in general, the greater Boston area needs? The first couple of things that come to mind for me are like programming and opportunities and that kind of stuff and also space. So organizations like uh, Beats by Girls and Girls Rock Campaign Boston and Women in Music, all these organizations that exist to provide um, programming in the form of events and networking opportunities and education and resources and mentorship that can come out of all that um, is really awesome. And also um, physical space is really hard to come by in Boston. Um, so what the Record Co. is doing will always be like super important to me in any sort of city area. It's tough to come by um, accessible, affordable, welcoming space for creative people. So I think all of that is really cool. And while it's great to have these um, intentional programming and intentional uh, programming geared towards women and non-binary people, I'd also like to see um, the Boston music scene and Boston art scene booking all female and non-binary lineups without calling it that. Like, would you call it an all men's DJ night? Would you call it an all um, an all dudes producer showcase? Like, no, you just do it. So like, maybe just book a bunch of women and non-binary people because they're out there and don't be lazy, go find them. And it doesn't have to be um, something that you brag about or make a title. Like sometimes that's cool. And that definitely has its value and its place, but go hire women for stuff, go hire non-binary people for stuff. There's tons and tons of us out there. You're here. Thanks, Maria. <laughs> Nana, what do you think? I feel like uh, Vic and Maria have really encompassed um, any lack, if there is any lack um, in Boston. Personally, I'm, I'm just so, I love the fact that Boston has all these nonprofits and all this community. Like I said earlier in South Florida, I just could not find nonprofits like that. The record company, I love the record company because it provides affordable access to things that are so expensive and i love what beats by girls does because they offer free programming like that's great that's amazing like that these things are usually so expensive and to to be a part of these communities usually costs so much money like just learning modular synthesis alone a modular synth rack could cost like ten thousand dollars and there's thing there's free there's online resources too so i personally think boston so far the community here is doing an amazing job and i really support every single nonprofit that is going by that mission i really have nothing else to add thanks guys thanks y'all 
Yeah, I think I'll just add like, and I think this is changing and I think it's changing actually because of COVID and because so many venues closed because of COVID and because we were able to really see like how much the economy in Boston is creative. Like people are going out to shows and when they go to shows, whether it's a local show or, you know, or a national touring band, they're coming into the city, they're going they're going to get some drinks. They're going to get food. They're participating in the economy and like the creative economy is like, like brings in money. And so I feel like for so long artists have been really ignored and not given a lot of resources. And I'm starting to see that shift. And I think for me, when I look at the population of who's in Boston we have, you know, some of the top music schools in the country, and then we have multiple different genres of homegrown music from like the hip hop scene to the folk scene that are really strong and thriving here. And I think we just need to keep like supporting each other in the community. And also we need, we need continued resources like money and more spaces like the Record Co. Um, because there's no reason why Boston can't be like, you know, this the type of music scene that you see in Nashville or New York or LA or Miami. Like we have we have the talent for for to be thought of at that level and to be thought of as like a music city and an art an art city. So I'm I'm hopeful, but also like yelling <laughs> that like we just need like money and resources for artists. Um and educators to do their thing and keep providing cool programming and keep making awesome music because we have so much talent here. So Harry, I think I think that's everything. Maybe really quickly, I just want to say, um, does anybody have any shows coming up or anything they want to promote? Vic, you always have a million things going on. <laughs> do you want to do a little promo? <laughs> where can we, or maybe, I'm not sure when this will air, but you just all want to say where people can find you. So, um, Sure. I uh, just want to say thank you again, um, Naomi, um, everyone involved in this podcast and Everyone that's contributing to the culture here and to the community, we need it now more than ever. And I'm just happy that we're taking steps in the right direction. So thank you again. Um, you can find me on Instagram at DJ underscore Slick Vic. And that's V-I-C-K with on Vic. Um, upcoming events. So I'm between like Boston and Rhode Island right now. Friday, I'm going to be at Troop for Reggae Revival with DJ Polly. Um, Danger. Saturday, I'm in Rhode Island as well for Day Trail, which is this outdoor music festival uh, ran by Stay Silent PVD. And then Sunday, I'll be here in Boston at the Seaport for the Black Owned Boss Outdoor Market. It's Black, uh, Black Business Month. So if you can, they're doing it Saturday and Sunday. Go out and shop. There's like 30 local businesses that you can support. Thank you. Wow, that's amazing. Yay. Humana, what about you? What did you have coming up? Well, the Saturday we got the Beats on the Beach block party. And it will be Rilla Force, Elder, Lightfoot, D-Phrase, myself um, performing. And we're also going to have 1-800-SHORT-KING DJing with, um, on behalf of Beats by Girls. And we're going to have um, the Hip Hop Transformation Group as well. 
There's going to be a lot of vendors. It's going to be a lot of fun. Please come through if you can. I think it's going to be from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. at Malibu Beach. But that's the only event I have so far. I'm super excited about it. Again, August 27th, Saturday. Yeah, Beast by Girls is super excited to be a part of that. It's going to be awesome. And Maria, you're out and about gigging too. Where can we find you? So music is my second art form. My first art form is flow arts, which is a form of like object manipulation, falls under the umbrella of circus arts. Um, I also do a lot of fire spinning um, with flow arts. So you can find me on Instagram at Space Dolphin. That's my other name. I'm going to be spinning fire at FamFest, an electronic music festival, September 9th through 11th in Maine. Super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Amazing. Um, and everybody, you can find me at NaomiWestwater.com and on Instagram at Naomi Westwater. Beats by Girls Boston is Beats by Girls Boston on Instagram, bbgboston.org. And Beats by Girls, the global org is Beats by Girls. Um, and that's Girls with a Z uh, on Instagram and BeatsbyGirls.org. Uh, yeah, so thank you all so much. And those those URLs, just for clarity, those are where people should go if they want to get involved? Absolutely, yeah. Um, go to the URLs. You can DM us on Instagram or find my email online and um, on our website and email me if you want to get involved. And and I, I'll say that, like, I am down to make programming that people want. So a lot of people reach out to me and say, hey, I want this to happen. And I say, cool, let's make it happen. And we do. <laughs> so people like if you're hearing something, if you're hearing this and and you're thinking of something that would be really cool programming for uh, BBG to create, please let me know. Something that we're working on for next year is kind of something that um, Vic was talking about. It might not be exactly a, a mentor mentee program, but I really want to have just kind of like monthly meetups for people in the industry to just get together and network and jam and support each other. Um, so that's something that I, we're going to be doing in 2023, but always open to other ideas for workshops and um, courses and always very, very down. I'm, I'm collaborative, not competitive. So very down to partner with other organizations that already have programming happening, but they'd like Beats by Girls to come in. We, we did that with Slickvic with DJing 101 at the ICA, which was amazing. We've been doing that with the Record Co. We've done crossover events with um, Women in Music Boston and Girls Rock Campaign Boston. So we're really down to collaborate. Awesome. Amazing. One thing, this is just a, more of an observation that I think is so cool about this organization because um, one of the quotes I've heard from people about you know, discovering similar organizations, especially ones that are geared towards youth, that, you know, sure enough, Maria and Vic both said this pretty much exactly, is I wish this was around, you know, when I was first getting into music. I wish something like this, I had these resources. And I think it's so cool that you're gearing a lot of this programming for adults. So really giving the sense that, like, it's not too late to to pick this stuff up you know it's not like something that you missed out on it's always a good time to learn something new follow your passions totally yes 100 percent. yeah anyway uh, naomi i know you got to get going uh thank you all for taking the time to do this talk thanks about so your involvement much. with beats by girls thanks for having us harry thanks yeah. for letting me take over <laughs> yeah absolutely 
anytime. Thanks y'all so much. I got a jet, but Harry, let uh, let me know if you need anything. If you need like um, logos or stuff like that, I'm happy Logo to send would that be on. great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Great. Thanks y'all. I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, see you all everybody. very soon. Bye. Have a good night, everyone.